What's up, everybody? This your main man, Kel Breezy, and I'm back again, continuing on with this Halloween franchise rundown. And on today, I'm talking about, yes, Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers. And this, and this movie taking place is going to take place 10 years after he came home. Because remember, part two may have came out in 1981, but it was still a continuation of 1978's Halloween. So, yeah. So, that's why it's 10 years. Because he came home in 1978, and now it's 1988. And we're going to pick up where we left off of Halloween 2 in this timeline. Yeah, yeah, I know. There are so many different timelines in the Halloween franchise. So, this is the original timeline. Now, they could not get Jamie Lee Curtis to return. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's what happened. That's what's going on. Um, And this one, he's not, so he'll have a victim. And again, he continue taking on his, you know, want to kill a family. So they killed off Jamie Lee Curtis, Lori Strode, and guess what? She had a daughter. Yeah. Lori and her husband died in a car accident. The daughter, Jamie, stand with foster people, the Carruthers. And plain Jamie Lloyd is none other than the young, talented actress, child actress, Danielle Harris. Yes, she's a little kid. She's like seven, eight years old. Maybe younger, maybe six, seven years old. Did a great job. Good little screen child. No, screen queen. Screen princess. So she did a good job. And um, Donald Pleasant, he came back and reprised his character as Dr. Samuel Loomis. That name sounds familiar because you heard that name in Psycho. That's right. Sam Loomis. That name was played in Psycho. Go back and watch the original Psycho. You hear that name. And George P. Wilbur, he plays Michael Myers in this film. And the final girl, well, it's two final girls in this one. Um, Rachel Carruthers, who's played, um, who was played by Ellie Cornell. And we had Sheriff Brecker, Sheriff Meeker, I'm sorry, played by Bue Star. And the guy that I, I didn't really realize or recognize or just paid him attention to because he died in the movie. A uh, guy named Brady, played by Sasha Jensen. His real name is Alexander, but he goes by Sasha Jensen. He also played in Days of Confused as Don. Yeah. Overall wearing football player Don. So, yeah, this is kind of a cool movie. Um, And it's, so let's just get straight into it. I'm talking about this movie. This movie, like I said, it takes up 10 years. Michael Myers, you know, he got burnt in the hospital. Um, so what happens is, he once again, Halloween Eve, Eve Halloween, he is being transported. He's comatose. He's in a coma, been in a coma for 10 years because he was burnt alive. Somehow he's still alive. He's burnt alive. Evil never dies, I guess. So, so this time they transport his body to another location. Now, this is gonna be an ongoing thing in the franchise when where Michael's supposed to be dead or something or just whatever. On Halloween Eve, some shit's about to take off. That's just the ongoing story. Halloween Eve, shit's about to pop off. Michael about to make his move and big kills. So he he's being transported from one location to another, and after transporting the um ambulance, the two um doctors or whoever they are attendants. They are talking about Michael Myers and his sister died and that he has a niece. And that wakes him up. 
knowing that he has another family member that he got to F and kill. And he killed the attendees and the paramedic, the ambulance driver kills them and knocked the bus, the ambulance off a bridge. Dr. Loomis pissed because he didn't get to know about this. They didn't like, why are you transporting him? He's been out for this long. Why are you just going to kill him off? But anyway, we meet Jamie Lloyd, Daniel Harris character. She had a nightmare about Michael Myers. How the hell did she even know about this dude? Have her nightmares about this guy. She never met this guy. Never knew of this guy. Even though in the town, they make fun of her because her still her brother, her, Michael Myers and her mother are still related, brother and sister. So people bring it up and look at her strange and the kid, little kids pick on her. She had a nightmare about Michael Myers. And this mask in this, I'm going to just say this, this mask in this movie was not the mask we got on the movie posters and everything else. The, on the posters, they gave us like the mask, the look it had for Halloween 1 and you know, kind of Halloween 2. This was like like it was a like the, the shock face emoji to have his hands on his face. Oh, dead face. They had the blue top and the yellow and look shocked and scared. That's what this effing Michael Myers mouth looked like. It doesn't even look daunting and scared. Just like, oh, I can't believe I'm actually being in the movie. I'm shocked. Oh, this movie can't believe it. This is happening. And, you know, the hair slicked back, whatever. It was short. It, it can tell it wasn't a William Shatner mask. It was not Captain Kirk, you know. So anyway, Jamie has nightmares. Um, her foster sister Rachel has to babysitter because the Rachel's parents, like I said, they're foster family for um Jamie. The parents have a big date, big night, and the dad's getting some kind of promotion. So Rachel has to cancel her date with Brady to babysit. And of course, Jamie's hair is everything that goes on. So Jamie don't want to go back, go trick or treating. She wants to go to ice cream and have a normal night. But Jamie gets picked up by some kids at school, which encourages her, like, you know what? I need to step it up. <sighs> and I need to go trick-or-treating. So, yeah. Michael Myers on the, is there on the way to town. He gets a new mask. Dr. Loomis, he actually ran into Michael at a gas station where Michael killed the gas station tenant. They also was also not just a gas station, but also a, a mechanic shop too attached to it. So Michael kills them, take the guys coveralls, they got bandages on his face because don't want to show his face. He killed everybody there. One chick that was laying there, they we really don't know how she got killed because there were no stab wounds or like any strangulation or anything. Just like she been dead. Like she had been dead before Michael got there. Like somebody killed her before Michael got there. Cause yeah, Dr. Loomis and Michael run to each other. Michael takes a um a tow truck and pretty much cause a fire and explosion break at the gas station. Dr. Loomis car, now he gotta walk. But he meets this crazy drunk dude who's a pastor and he's drinking singing songs and stuff about evil hell yeah get and on bras that played out the like they're gonna give him a ride and left him anyway get y'all man doing him like that you're lucky he didn't shoot y'all if he had any bullets r.i.p donald pleasance anyway now back in haddonfield Rachel, of course, she had to tell old boy, like, hey, can't do the date. Sorry, I got a babysitting. And he didn't like it. So I mean, what did he do? A typical dude who wanted to get his dick sucked that night. He moved on to the city hoe. And this hoe, I'm sorry, the girl happened to be the daughter of the sheriff. Her name was Kelly. Kelly in this movie. Played by Kathleen Kimont. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that happened. So. And and it's been rumored that Tommy there was a guy playing Tommy Doyle, and the girl that Rachel was riding with after she picked up Jamie that was been Lindsay from the first one Halloween yeah but it's never been confirmed or denied so 
And I hope it isn't them because they deserve bigger parts in the, in the franchise because they were the first little kids who know witnessed the boogeyman and didn't get killed. So I'm just saying. So, of course, you know, Jamie freaks out because she thought she saw her uncle, Uncle Michael Myers in the mirror and put a mask on. It's ugly mask, pathetic mask. Anyway, they go trick-or-treating. Michael Myers learned from his mistakes, so he just went to the... So he said, like, I got a plan. He had a plan. But Dr. Loomis got there to the sheriff and told him, hey, we're a sheriff of Bracket. Bracket retired. Mika's a new sheriff. And they say, ah, right, we got to go. Michael's in town. Michael Myers, he was coming to your little town. So while the sheriff's out with Dr. Loomis, Michael Myers shows up to the sheriff department, the police department, whatever you want to call it. He kills the whole staff. So now it's on breaking news. That hey, all kids need to get home. Everybody need to get home. It's crazy to go home. Shut everything down. All stores closed early. Curfew. So this angry mob decides, hey, we even go up crazy because we never last time something went on. It was a killing. There's a massacre going on. So they like, hey, they broke the sheriff. Like, hey, we even to kill this some bitch. One of our boys lost our kid back then. So it's about to go down. Not little like, man. It's on the sheriff's department. You gay? Let them do what they're gonna do if they can do it. So yeah. Come on now, we know how this story is. If you've seen the movie, you know how this is. If you don't know, you guys got common sense. So Michael Myers walking around, he killed this electrical dude who was, you know, fixing power. And he threw the dude into it and electrocuted him, knocked all the power out of town. So Jamie and Rachel, somehow they got separated during the trick-or-treating after Jamie, I mean, after Rachel saw Brady at the whole house after getting some trick candy, trick-or-treating for Jamie. And he pretty much let him know, like, man, look... I just need the pony to lick my paw and you wasn't available, so I had to do the next bit thing. Yeah, that happened. Don't worry. Karma's a bitch. They always come back around for people like that. So, but Dr. Luminous Sheriff, he finds Jamie and Rachel out to Rachel and Jamie, you know, get back together, collaborate. Some little punk kids playing around with Michael Myers, man, trying to scare them all, got their asses blown off by the sheriff. But, you know, they got away, and then right when they pulled off, Michael's behind, like, damn, so close. Oh, well, I keep going. So they get to the sheriff's house right when Kelly was about to slop on that knob, like corn on the cob. Man, Braden got cut short because sheriff showed up, told we need to lock the house down, everybody get to the room, get saved, get shotguns, board up the windows and everything. But he did. Sheriff ain't stupid. He told Brady, hey, the shotgun just gave you, touch my daughter. I'm used to that thing on you. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. And of course, the deputy gets there, but the deputy didn't know that Michael Myers was in the back seat of his car the whole time. Damn, it's a dark night. Don't pay attention to surroundings. What kind of sheriff department is this? <laughs> so, Michael Myers somehow gets himself in the house. They locked themselves in the house with Michael, not knowing. And Dr. Loomis goes to try to back to the Carruthers house and just go around trying to randomly walk around to see if he can run to Michael. Man, with a bold man with a Death wish. The sheriff leaves too, by the way. Go talk to the Carruthers parents, you know, see what's going on. Michael Myers killed the dog too. He killed another dog, just like in part one. So while everybody locked in the house, Kelly, the city hoe, and Rachel get into a confrontation. Kelly tell her, look, girl, if you ain't trying to drop them peaches, poo, you're going to lose more men other than just Brady in your life. Damn, that's fucked up. It sucks. Cops do it by the book. That's the shirt Kelly had on. So 
They also had a radio trying to co communicate with the next town and tell them, hey, we need back up. Michael Myers is in town. He's ready to kill again. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And so Michael Myers, he killed the deputy off. He killed Helen, Kelly. Like, he got the shotgun and jammed through her body and jacked her up against the wall. She was hung hanging there like a deer head on the wall. She's dead. So, now he's in the house and everybody find out. Brady trying to get at the house by shooting the door, and but it's made of steel, so they fucked. So they run upstairs with, and they see Jamie crying. And Mike Myers like, hey guys, I'm here. You're next on the death list. And you know, Brady trying to do a thing. This idiot couldn't even load the gun. By the time he got loaded, Michael got up there in his face and grabbed him and beat him and broke his neck and pushed his hand up in his face. So now Michael and Chase... Jamie and Rachel upstairs. Upstairs, folks. They upstairs on the roof now. On the roof roof. Trying to get down by a cable cord. And Jamie makes it down. Rachel hanging on by the fingertips. Michael knocked out off the, the roof. And she hit the ground. She It was like when Untaker threw mankind off the top of the cell from the Hell in the Cell match at King of the Ring in 98. Okay, maybe not like that hard. It was more like Untaker when he knocked Shawn Michaels off the Hell in the Cell in 1997. Okay, that's more like it. Okay. Because Shawn Michaels hanging on and he fell. That's what happened, Rachel. She was hanging on and this, you know, fingers, whoop, fell, hit the ground. And Michael Myers got off that roof quick. I don't know if he just ran and jumped down and got up like, oh, okay. And so Rachel was down and out. Jamie trying to check on her. Run. She run to Dr. Loomis. They run to the school. And somehow, they, they weren't paying attention to editing before they put this out. Because when Dr. Loomis bumped into Michael in the school, Instead of the usual white face, black hair mask, he had like a pink face mask with blonde hair. Like he looked like Doctor Doctor Brown from Back to the Future. Like Chris Scott, that's what he looked like. Chris Scott, that's what that other mask looked like. And he threw Doctor Loomis through a window and tried to get Jane, but Rachel came to the side of the day with a fire extinguisher and sprayed him down so they can leave. Angry mob showed up like, hey, come on, get ride with us, y'all. We're going to go to the next town. And if they leave the town, the sheriff department from another town coming in. Somehow, in the back of this picture, they didn't realize that um, Mike Myers was under there or hanging on the back of it. Because this man just literally just climbed up on the back of it and killed them, like three people, with shotguns. Well, he got one knife. It's like this man's a serial killer assassin. Y'all don't stand a chance. Damn. <sighs> you know, he killed the driver like he broke the window and put his hand in and ripped his throat out. And Rachel, like, screw this. Get your dead butt out the truck. I'm taking over. And they driving. And Michael trying to kill Rachel. And she's still screaming. Tell Jamie, get down. Stay down. And they and he just slammed his face into the windshield. And Rachel stopped and drove fast could and hit that man and knocked him to a ditch. I don't know if it was a, it was a graveyard or what it was cemetery i don't know what side road cemetery i don't know what that was but yeah he laid there unconscious like he was dead and he was just unconscious and rachel told jamie stay in the truck the sheriff department turned around trying to meet with them and everything jamie go to touch him touch his hand michael get up and the killer and then the sheriff department like girl get down she ducked and they started lighting that man like a christmas tree and he fell down in a well, in a ditch, whatever. And yeah. And I threw dynamite down there to blow him up. Thinking it was over. It's never over until you find a body or pieces of a body. 
I'm just saying. So they, you know, going back to the Carruthers family house and Mrs. Carruthers like, hey, come on, Jamie, let me get you back and you up. While everybody downstairs chilling. And, you know, this crazy thing, another fun fact, Um, I'm going to throw a fun fact. Jamie had on a little clown costume like Michael had on as a kid. So she put on her clown mouth, get these big pair of scissors, and then she attacked her foster mother with the scissors, and she's standing breathing hard with the scissors in her hand, and Dr. Loomis looking like, no, he's going to shoot this little girl because he thought she was pure evil. So he's going to build a cap in her. He was. That was his plan. He's going to shoot her. But the sheriff got there in time and stopped him, and everybody just standing there looking like, what the hell? Oh, my gosh. What the hell happened? And then it just went off. Leaving open for a sequel, another movie. So let's get to some fun facts around here, guys. Let's talk about stuff. I'm going to say this movie, this was okay movie. It was a good movie. I enjoy it, but it's just looking at that mask. It just doesn't do anything for him. It says Michael Myers. It's just great value, Michael Myers or something. You know what I mean? Like you find it like a, a dollar store. You don't find a Michael Myers mask. You find a Mikey Myers mask. This ain't Michael Myers. This is Mikey Myers. What the hell is this, Mom? Jeez. Anyway, let's get to some fun facts. Um, here's some things you may not have known about it. Deborah Hill and John Carpenter's original story idea sounds so much more interesting. So, um, a little something, something. Let's see. Halloween was banned in Haddonfield. And I think the basic idea was that if you try to suppress something, it will only rear its head more strongly by the very attempt of trying to erase the memory of Michael Myers, the teenagers were going to ironically bring him back into existence. That was their plan. So, I guess. Whatever. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill was done with it by this time, so they didn't care. Oh, um, like maybe, I remember, maybe I mentioned of Lindsay and Tommy from the first Halloween. And this one, they was almost, 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 they were almost the protagonist in this movie. Like, during the brief window when Halloween 4 was to be produced by Deborah Hill and John Carpenter and written by Dennis Etchison, you know, uh, Gremlins, Joe Dante, were attached to direct. Like, there was certainly no Jamie Lord in their script. Instead, they had Lindsay Wallace and Tommy Doyle, kids Lord were babysitting, as their protagonists. They were to be 10 years older and living across from each other, um, bonded by their experience and, you know, trips to child therapists, but no longer allowed to communicate thanks to Lindsay's overprotective mother. You know, they, they, they each would have repressed their memories of the night he came home, but Mike's return would cause it to bow back into the to the surface and then force them to, you know, confront their trauma. I like that. That sounds pretty damn good to me. I I like that. That's good to me. That's that's pretty damn good to me. I don't care. Um wow. Yeah. Imagine that though, you know. That's been that's a cool twist. That to me, that's a pretty damn good twist to this. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, yeah, that's a good twist to me. But the movie did get another fun fact, which you may not know. This script 
uh, it was um, it was written in eleven days, yo. Because in nineteen eighty-eight, the WGA went on strike for one hundred fifty-five days in March, and ending in August, making it at, at the time of the at the time back then the longest strike. Like this, this impact countless films and TV shows, including Nightmare on Street Four, uh, which crapped out his first script in seven days, and Halloween Four, which at least eleven days to finish his script. Now, something that you may not know, or something that I may not know, there was originally going to be an ongoing scene explaining how Doctor Loomis survived the explosion because that's. That was a, he was in the heart of that explosion. Like, how did Nate man survive that? Seriously. Like, seeing Halloween 2, you would think, yeah, Donald was good dead. So was Michael. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So, like, oh, uh, like, how did he survive? That's what they, they were going to do that. This plan has survived. Like, an opening scene, Halloween, Halloween set in the Halloween 2 hospital. Showing Dr. Loomis being blown out of a room as a result of the impact of the film explosion finale. This was gonna happen. They're gonna happen like like when the explosion went off, it blew him out the room, which only caused like severe burns, not him dying. <laughs> this something else that I didn't know, and this is kind of interesting. Um, Donald's Pleasant's girlfriend shamed him into Altering his makeup on the fly. Like. Much as they may want to. They couldn't completely ignore the sequels. Something had to be done. To acknowledge the you know. Dr. Loomis back. He survived. So they compromised and gave him some burn scars. And his hand and the right side of his face. Bada bing bada boom. Job well done. But wait. Funny thing about that, halfway through the production, Donald plays his girlfriend watched on the dailies with him and rather bluntly but accurately blurred out, Look, Donald, you've got an egg on the side of your face. It was a real one scene can't be unseen moment. And from that point forward, the makeup needs to be toned down. They refilmed all the scenes they needed to, yet an editing error resulted in some of the old footage making it into the finished film, which is why his scars seemed to change from short, from shot to shot in certain scenes. Yeah. Speaking of that, of things, the Michael Myers mask, I'll tell you about how it changed in one scene. Like there's like so many things like round to ear that hear like so many people gather around to hear the tale of the Michael Myers mask. Cause like I told you, it, in one scene it changed from him being a white face and black hair to pink face and white hair. It got stupid. Like how the hell that happened? People, it was different stories, man. People talking about stuff like, um. That's stupid. The makeup, the film's makeup technician Ken Horn recalls in Anchor Bay Back to the Basics making of Halloween 4. The original batch came out all wrong. He said he had worked at Dunn Post Studios and 
made the original mask they used for Halloween. One of the Halloween four producers brought a mask out for me, out for him. I'm quoting him. So out for me, it was pink with white hair. And I thought that isn't quite the mask, but we'll work around it. So I got hired. I asked Don Poe Jr. when he redid, when he, when he redid for us to use the Shatner mode because we wanted the actual true face. I didn't get a chance to see those masks until we actually got on set. Opened the box and there were six of them. Um, they were all pink and with white hair. I was going, this is not right. This is supposed to be white with brown hair. I told the producer this should be changed. So apparently that's what happened. Like they made so many masks and one of them got slipped in there. Dumbass. Numbness. <laughs> uh, a fangirl writer saves the makeup technician's job. Long time no kid. That mask is fucking horrible. It just looks bad and horrible and stupid. I don't even want to talk about that in a way. Anyway. So, um, this is something funny. <laughs> the neighbors called the cops out of concern for Danielle here. Like, she's a little kid in a movie running scared. And so I guess some neighbors that was in the neighborhoods of the movie, they called the cops on them because they were scared for her. Like, she's screaming out her lawn. Like, oh, my God, some little kids being killed, being chased by a killer. Get her help us. Ah, cops, 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 cops. And they called the cops. For the first time in franchise history, filming ventured outside of California, you know, because of rising production costs, and ended up in Salt Lake City, Utah, where the residents weren't quite as usual to the, you know, how things do, how things, film production is going. So Danielle here, she revealed in 25 Years of Terror, where her character runs through the town screaming for help, someone legitimately called the cops. <laughs> Oh man, I think they, they should have warned the neighbor, like, hey, we got a little kid on set that she was running screaming, so don't call the cops and she come banging on doors, okay? Please don't call the cops. So, yeah, that. Damn. <laughs> a little fun fact. Much of the gore was added through reshoots. Similar to Halloween 2, Return was originally made in the mostly bloodless spirit of the original. Then the producers freaked out and demanded more gore. So suddenly Michael needed to stick his thumb through someone's head to rip another guy's throat out and crowbar someone to death. Mustafa Akkad famously squeamishly about blood in real life was on set for the reshoot shouting, more blood, more blood, more blood. Yeah, because remember the first Halloween, it wasn't so bloody and gory. It was just simple kills. Crave a little bit, but nothing bloody and gory. It got a little gorier as time went on. So anyway, guys, this movie here, um, box office, it did $17.7 million domestically with a budget of $5 million. Halloween 4 pulled off the rare horror movie treat of not only opening at number one, but staying there in its second weekend. So you know what that means. Dun, 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 dun. Time for another sequel. Yeah. But anyway, guys, this is your main man, Kel Breeze, and this is Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. If you haven't seen the movie, watch it. You know, Halloween's right around the corner. My favorite holiday, which is my favorite month. Don't forget to click that link down below to support my main man, Benny. 
Anderson and his music. That link down below as well for the Kells World and Wrestling Ranch 901 merchandise. This is your main man, Kel Breezy. You're in Kells World. Remember, it's a fun place. It's a happy place. It's a loving place. One love. And I'm out. Chill. <laughs>